Hi, everyone, and welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today, being that it's January, the beginning of a new semester, I thought it would be a great idea to bring back the uh, student shows. So this week and next week will be based around uh, the DPT student. I had a show last year, and it went over very, very well. So in honor of that, of these two new shows and of the beginning of the year, I have an exciting offer for all DPT students out there that are listening. And that offer is through MedBridge. So MedBridge, if you don't know, it's an online continuing education uh, website for PTs, OTs, uh, PTAs, OTAs, and athletic trainers, um, but they have a lot more than just continuing education credits, which you don't have to worry about as a student right now, but what they do have is they also have uh, a great library of 3D animated conditions. They have um, also a clinical reference library, which might be quick and easy for you if you want to uh, look up different references uh, for what you're learning in school or for maybe what you're seeing on your clinical rotations. Um, and so this week and next week, I'm going to be running a contest, and I will be giving away uh, a student membership at MedBridge. So all you have to do, if you are a DPT student, and I, I guess we'll go by the honor system here, but please feel free to email me. I guess I'll know if there's an EDU after your name or some sort of a uh, um, university. So email me at Karen at Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, or no, no and, just Karen at Healthy, Wealthy, Smart, and <clears throat> make sure you put in the uh title that it's MedBridge in the title. So then I'll know that you are uh, going to be part of the MedBridge giveaway. And that's going to be this week and next week. And I'll repeat that later on in the show. Okay. So today, very happy to have on the show, Thomas Janicki. He's better known as TJ. If you are on Twitter, you have probably seen him. He has a big presence on there. He is a second year doctor of physical therapy student at Rutgers University, New Jersey. He is currently the APTA New Jersey Student Assembly Vice Chair, where his major role is to unite physical therapy students throughout the state of New Jersey. Uh, he has maintained steady involvement within the APTA National, as he recently ran for the position on the APTA Student Assembly Board of Directors, and is currently the 2013-14 NSC Project Committee Chair. He remains very active in social media world, like I said where he assists Laura Keeley in hosting the weekly hashtag DPT student chats, and they are every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. In his spare time, whenever that is, I'm not quite sure, he's an active volunteer blogger, social media team member for physiopedia.com, and upon graduation plans to continue his involvement with the APTA, begin an orthopedic residency program, and hopefully complete a manual therapy fellowship. And you can follow him on Twitter, and it's at TJ underscore Janicki. And we'll repeat that later in the show. So, TJ, thank you so much for coming on, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Okay, so let's get started. I think one thing that a lot of, let's say, people who are thinking about going into the physical therapy uh, curriculum or maybe your first-year students, can you tell me a little bit about what your program is like, just to kind of give some people some insight into what it's like to be an active DPT student. 
Absolutely. Um, so when searching around for, for PT schools, um, I was trying to find a program that sort of best fit what I was looking for. Um, Rutgers is more of a, um, I like to say it's an educational model, so it's not really um, heavy on the research side, um, which was kind of, you know, I wasn't really looking to go heavily into research, so I sort of, um, you know, that was part of my decision. Um, a lot of it's about teaching, and it's, you know, it's very heavy on the teaching aspect of, of physical therapy, so um, I thought that was pretty important. And um, the Rutgers Physical Therapy Program also has, you know, it has a top-notch faculty. They are extremely supportive with everything that I'm, you know, that I try to do, and, you know, as you can see, I try and do a lot. And yes. they're <laughs> they're very helpful with, you know, guiding me and making sure, you know, I don't, overload myself and I have, you know, I have a clear vision in mind. So um, that's basically what I looked for in a PT program. And I've kind of been seeing that, you know, throughout my, you know, my whole career as a physical therapy student. And what do you feel like, so we kind of know sort of the, the strong suit of where you are at Rutgers. What, so is there anything else aside from, and obviously like it's, you're learning evidence-based and research-based, uh, uh, going through an evidence-based curriculum, but what are, what, what would you say are aspects where you wish you had a little bit more of fill in the blank? No, I think, um, a lot of the conversation on Twitter has been a lot about just, I feel like we, we are so heavily evidence-based that we kind of lose touch with what actually goes on in the real world. I like to actually, um, we had had a few opportunities where we brought physical therapists in from the outside and um, sort of brought us back to reality on, you know, what goes on in the clinic. Um, I really do appreciate and I love where we're going with the evidence-based practice and I think it's extremely important. Um, Sometimes I feel like we get caught up in like a lot of it, and then we don't. We kind of lose touch with what's what's happening outside of us. So I really do um, appreciate the, and I wish we had more of some of more outside uh, physical therapy experiences. Um, I wish that they would bring in more. I was actually speaking with Matt DeBull yesterday during our mm -hmm. DBT student chat, and he said the PT program bought someone from um, from another program to come in and speak about integrating. Um, the, the the neuroscience and the manual physical therapy. So I feel like we do we separate a lot of things, mm -hmm. um, and things need to be integrated a little bit more. And I think um, I would appreciate that. Yeah. That of it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's now that you mentioned that, looking back to when I went to school, which was a while ago. I graduated quite some time ago, and it was everything was sort of separated. There was just an orthopedic track, a must, you know, a neuro track. And there wasn't a lot of interplay between the those different parts of physical therapy. So I think that's a great suggestion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we said I said this before we started, but I'm also a DPT student. I'm a <laughs> yes. transitional DPT student. So I'm doing mine online and I'm only taking one course a semester. So <laughs> far different from the experience that you are going through right now. Um, okay, so you brought up the DPT chat. So let's talk about that for a moment because I think it's a great thing. It's hashtag DPT student. And when did you when did that start? Um, it was actually, I believe it was a year, um, a year, a few months ago. So it's just it's very new. Um okay. 
I was not involved in the startup of it. It was actually Lauren Keeley who mm-hmm. uh, who started the chat, um, and then she reached out to me a few months after it started. You know, I was already participating in it, just you know, kind of slowly participating in it. Um, she had reached out to me and asked if I would help her, you know, coordinate topics and all that. So, um, you know, I've been extremely lucky to kind of to kind of get involved in it, and the experience has been absolutely amazing. We've um, we've been able to engage, you know so many students across social media and Twitter and um, and now we've actually been able to engage even some of the professionals that are on Twitter um, we love speaking with the professionals mm-hmm. you know we have the uh, we have uh, you know some of the the returners they come all the time and they're always sharing their um, their insight and experience which is extremely uh, valuable for us as students sort yeah. of like a sort of like a not a formal mentorship but it's sort of like a you know a a soft mentorship, sort sure, of. a virtual mentorship, if you will. There you go. <laughs> um, so, in in doing these chats, are there any that really stick out in your mind? And sorry to put you on the spot here, but any that really stick out in your mind where you got off the chat for that hour and you were like, "Man, I really got a lot out of that." Like, what topics do you think sparked the most conversation or even debate? Hmm. Um, I think there was, there was a little bit of debate when we did speak about, um, we spoke about pain PT a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little debate with that. Uh, we spoke about, um, usually when we speak about the sections, there's not too much debate, but I think the ones where we brought on the sections, specifically the private practice section, mm-hmm. um, the acute care section, and last night we had, um, the neurology section. Um, not really debate, but we've, I felt that like, you know, when I log off of those, I'm like, wow, I usually have tons of information to digest, to look mm-hmm. over and to organize. Cause you know, they're always sharing their resources with us. They're sharing their mentorship opportunities with us. It's, you know, it's just, it's such a valuable tool for us to have. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope to see the success of the DP2 student chat continue. Great. What, okay. So aside from the DPT student chat, there's another thing that sort of, I guess, I think it came out of Facebook. Is that the hashtag PT Pub Night? Was, did that come out of Facebook also? Oh, um, the hashtag PT Pub Night, believe it or not, I saw it on Twitter. Okay. That's where I was connected with it. Um, I saw Derek Fenwick, who is the, I believe he's the OPTA uh, vice president. Okay. He, he was tweeting about it. Um, I became interested in it, and I actually brought it to the attention of one of my professors at school. And she said, "Oh, yeah, like you know, she knew Derek, and she knew about the initiative, and she told me about the one that she went to at um, in New Orleans with uh, at the uh, oh, at the private practice. Yeah, the private uh-huh. practice. Um, uh-huh. And so I just, you know, I contacted Derek, uh, wanted to find out a little bit more about it. And as you can see now, it's absolutely, you know, I feel like ever since we did our, not just because we did ours in New Jersey, but ever since, you know, we started talking about it, it's absolutely blown up. Everyone, you know, everyone is, everyone is hashtag PT Pub Night. And I, you know, I think it's awesome. I think it's great that there's another opportunity for, you know, students and professionals to come together in a, um, you know, a non-threatening environment and Mm -hmm. just talk PT. Right. And just so people know, PT Pub Night is, I think it's, is it ptpubnight.com? I believe I there's a so. ptpubnight.com and there's another one that's on the OPTA website. Okay, so if you wanted to get more information about that, I think it's PT Pub Night. You can Google PT Pub Night, but it's po- they're popping up in cities all over the country. And like TJ said, it's a great way to get physical therapists, students kind of all come together and just talk. 
I'm sure it's not all PT talk all night. <laughs> I guess it depends on how late the PT pub night goes. Um, of course. But it, you're right. It's a great way to get together and to network. And, and you never know who might be there to kind of help guide you or, or help mentor you. And I know that, you know, you are a huge fan of mentorship. So how, what would you say to DPT students, aspiring DPT students, how important is, is a mentor? Well, I think we were talking about this again on the DPT student chat and we mm -hmm. were just saying, and then again on Twitter, but we were just saying that there's a vision right now where, you know, we want to move the, we want to move the profession forward. And there are physical therapists out there that see that. And there are physical therapists that know what has to be done. Um, we were saying, you know, we've had a few students come back from clinical experiences that basically said, especially in the acute care setting, all I did was walk patients. That's basically who I was um, in the hospital. And when we had the conversation with the acute care section, we basically, you know, they were basically saying to us, you know, we don't want that image. We can't have that. We need to prove our value. And, you know, proving the value of physical therapy goes across specialties, across sections. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we want to see, if we want students to hear that message and we want them to, you know, have that drive to want to move the profession forward, we need the physical therapists who, who are going to help do that, mentor these students and myself included. Um, you know, I, ho I hope to think that there are students out there that are going to take the initiative themselves to be active and promote physical therapy. Um, but main reason why I feel that mentorship is important is because, you know, sometimes we don't know the right direction right away and we need to, um, we need to gradually be brought into the profession that we're, you know, we're working towards and we need to sometimes need to be guided a little bit more than, um, than some people think. So I agree. I, um, you know, especially, especially in acute care, but again, across settings, um, we need, we need to have that insight from those professionals that have had the experiences and, you know, it's, it's those experiences that are the most valuable for students, I feel. Yeah. And, you know, you, you sort of hit on something in there midway through when you were talking about the value of physical therapy and, you know, that is widely discussed in a lot of different uh, discussion boards and on Twitter and and I, I think I spoke about it with Erica Mello in my in the healthy wealthy and smart conference and talking about the value of physical therapy and I think if the profession wants to move forward it kind of has to start with the students you know so that way they're kind of sort of pushing that through through their education, through their clinicals, and into their professional life. And, you know, we, like you said, you know, well, we just walk people. I used to work in acute care. And, and it's, you're doing, you're certainly doing more than just walking people. But if that's what the nurses think, and that's what the doctors think, and that's what the patients think, then, you know, we have to kind of come up with ways to, to shift that focus for people. Absolutely. And, yeah. And to, kind of help people help us, you know, in, in identifying what we do. I mean, I could remember when I first graduated, I was with, I worked in acute care, and I was with a woman who was quite elderly, and, you know, and as were all of my patients, because I sort of split time in a skilled nursing facility, and the first thing that would come out of their mouth was, so did you have to go to school for this? <laughs> oh, no. And I was, 
okay, yeah. And you're like, of course. <laughs> oh my God. You know, or or they think that, you know, our training is is perhaps the same as a personal trainer. You know, when when that is just, you know, not true. So if if you can come up with any ideas and, and the students out there can come up with any ideas, we'd love to hear it. You know, P hashtag value PT, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there and probably there probably is a hashtag out there. <laughs> I'm sure there's a hashtag, PT value, value PT, and you know, kind of come up with your ideas and, and give because a lot of times students have some great ideas that when you're in the field and you're working, you're just you're you're so focused on other things, you know, that that kind of stuff sometimes falls to the back of your head. Absolutely. So, and so, it's, yeah, you know, it, it needs to, we need to start now too, because, you know, a story that I have is we basically had an opportunity to meet with a few um, of the med students, the dental students, the nursing students from Rutgers. We had a little student social and um, I must have been asked three times when the physical therapy program gives free massages. So, I think the yeah. the the image yes. of what we do is you know it's still it, it still needs to be proved it still needs to be um, we still need to explain and something that um, that's you know been the talk of the students um, you know I recently spoke like I said with Matt DeBole and we were talking about the importance of the interdisciplinary education and mm -hmm. the role that we as students need to play especially with you know within our own programs we need to actually do that kind of stuff so. Um, we're trying to, you know, as students, we're trying to incorporate that interdisciplinary education into our um, student programming as well. Mm -hmm. So hoping to see, um, you know, as NS NSCPC chair this year, we're hoping to incorporate that as well and just try and play, you know, a part in educating, you know, the future physicians. So That's a great idea. And, you know, especially because a lot of us, not most states have direct access, although nobody knows it. So most people really depend on those referrals from physicians. So it would be nice if the physicians were better informed as to what we really do. Right. Yeah, that it's more than just giving a couple exercises and putting a hot pack or a cold pack on someone. You know, and I think, but you know what's really, you know what's interesting is um, I have a patient who he's um, a branding expert and he always He's like, I have asked, he's like, I ask people, like, do, what is physical therapy? What, what does a physical therapist do? And most people are like, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. But if you ask someone, what does a massage therapist do? It's very clearly defined, you know? Even what does a personal trainer do? Clearly defined. Yoga, for some reason, what does a physical therapist do is not clearly defined. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. You know, sometimes I feel like we sometimes I feel like we struggle sometimes to explain it. I feel like it's just because it's not it. it it's you know, it's really not truly defined even among ourselves. Um yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, and that's 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 the issue. That's the problem, you know? It's like we just have to become uh, it's just a bit clearer on what we do, a bit better of a brand, let's say. You know, so anyway, that's something maybe a little uh, assignment for DPT students is to come up with your, like, what is your value proposition for being a PT? It's funny that you bring that up, actually, because we, that was just a recent uh, conversation on Twitter between the students and actually um, Dr. Ben Fung, who's uh -huh. huge on branding, um, you know, and yeah. then we have 
we have the DPT, um, the USA Advocacy Group on Twitter, who's been talking about. We're hopefully hopefully trying to maybe generate some kind of competition for branding PT, and uh, we'll see what comes of that. Yes, I would love to see that. Okay, so let's talk about some more ways that students can get involved in the profession of physical therapy, even though you're not there yet. But what are some other, um, let's say, uh, advocacy or other ways that students can get involved? So students that aren't? Um, physical so, therapy uh, uh, no so you're let's say you're already in PT in PT school and okay. you know you want to be more involved in the profession itself what are some other ways to become active there are countless ways to become active I okay. love this question because uh, I feel like I get it asked all the time and um, I've actually lived through this question so the way to get involved really is just to send an email to somebody and it could it you know it could be someone on the student assembly board it could be, um, it could even be someone in your program. For my um, one of my pro or professors in my program is actually extremely in, um, involved in the APTA, and she's the one that sort of um, showed me the doors of opportunity, basically. But um, my first experience of getting involved was actually at NSC. Um, my first NSC was in um, in DC. Um, I was able to go there and. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, you're basically exposed to what it's like to sort of be a professional PT. You got to see the programming. You got to see, um, you know, we got to see the bylaws, um, bylaws vote, and all that, all that cool oh, stuff. That's cool. We got to see, um, this, you know, the new board of directors voted in. It was, um, it was a really great experience, and it's kind of what got me hooked on wanting to become more involved, especially okay. as a student. So, um, you know, I kept going to the meetings, and um, probably one of the most influential meetings was the federal advocacy forum for me. Okay. Um, it was the first opportunity for me to really see that I can have a voice um, for my profession, and then I could, um, I could essentially play a role in what happens in in terms of the law with my practice. Um, so I think I think it's important for students to know that school is extremely important. But there are bigger fish to fry out there. There's bigger matters um, that you can start taking a vital role in now. And um, NSC, meeting fellow students, um, even attending CSM, making contacts early, uh, make, meeting colleagues, networking, getting your name out there, attending these advocacy events like Federal Advocacy Forum and even state advocacy events like uh, Legislative Days. Just mm -hmm. exercise your right to speak up and don't just let the profession um, move on without your without your opinion. I think it's important that all students know that um, you know you can't just sit by. You know it, you have to you have to pay, pay attention in school, but it's important to split the time between school and um, and your future and your future. Exactly, that, that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah, and so. We, obviously, we have a CSM meeting coming up in less than a month. It's in, uh, February 3rd through the 5th in Las Vegas. Um, as a student, what can you expect to get out of... Have you been to CSM before? I have. I was okay. in San Diego last year. It was oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Um, so, <laughs> I was not. Um, so, what do you... Ex what can students expect? Because, you know, it, it's not cheap to go to these things. Let's be, let's be honest. You know, you've got... Airfare, you've got lodging, you've got your admittance into the conference. So, why should someone spend the money and go? The 
you know, you can't really put a, I, I, in my opinion, you can't really put a value on the networking, networking experience that you gain from going to these meetings. Um, starting from, you know, at the first CSM that I went to, um, I met people there and then I met them again at NSC like, uh, the next year. So it's, mm-hmm. you create friendships and you create, um, you know, you create relationships that are going to last over your entire career. Um, you know, I've, I've made, I've had mentorship opportunities arise out of going to these meetings. I've, um, learned that maybe, um, maybe acute care isn't my forte or maybe it won't be my forte. So it was an opportunity for, it was an opportunity for me to explore each section and see, um, see the different aspects of each one and maybe uh, have an opportunity to decide where I would like to go in my future career. Um, you know, there's opportunities to sit down with people to read your resume. There's opportunities to meet with future employers. I mean, it really is, there's, it's expensive, but in my opinion, you really can't put a value on Mm -hmm. some of the opportunities that are at CSM. And this year I'm actually fortunate enough to be staying with a few of the, um, the few of the uh, big hitters on Twitter. um, Oh, with Jerry Durham? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Jerry and... Kyle? um, I don't know if Kyle's going to be there. I believe Sturdy's going to be there. Uh-huh. He is. Uh, and then a few names who I'm not too familiar with. So okay. looking at, looking forward to taking advantage of some of those op- uh, mentorship opportunities. Yeah, and I'm sure the conversations will be well worth the price of admission there. Oh, um, absolutely. I, I would think. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've got the different conferences, um, social media. Aside from... Twitter, are there other social media opportunities that students should be aware of? Absolutely. Um, on Facebook, there is a Doctor of Physical Therapy student um, Facebook page. Um, there's also, um, I believe there's a, an AAOMPT student SIG Facebook page. Um, let's see. I know each, I think even each state has their own um, student assembly um, Facebook pages, like uh, we have one for the APTA New Jersey Student Assembly. I know, um, I know there's a few others out there. I believe Florida has one. I'm sure if you just search the names, you could find your mm-hmm. state's <laughs> Facebook page. But definitely the Doctor of Physical Therapy student page. Um, students have been sharing housing um, housing options. Um, you know, sharing research articles, everything on there. So definitely a great opportunity there. And then one of the most recent ones I've explored is LinkedIn, which. Mm-hmm which I believe is an awesome um, social media outlet. It's more business-like, and it's, um, it's a good way to get your resume out there. And I've, you know, I've been contacted by potential employers already. I'm like, you got to wait another year and a half. But, That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Great. So, um, you know, we sort of spoke about uh, the mentorship stuff. Um, I think sometimes it can be a little maybe intimidating or a little overwhelming when it comes to finding a mentor or going out. I, I agree with you that going to these clinics or going to the conferences rather is a great way to meet people so they can kind of see you face to face. Do you have any other advice on a mentorship on how to, you know, what's the best way to seek out someone that's going to resonate with you or align with your with your values and what you want? Well, I think I'm just going to speak from what I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter has been Twitter has changed my physical therapy student career in that it has allowed mentorship opportunities to sort of 
be born spontaneously. So, um, you know, it's not obviously not a face to face relationship where, you know, I mean, you do get to know your mentor pretty well. Um, I've had phone calls with Dr. Ben Fong. I've had, um, emails with Jerry Durham. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've spoke with Ann a lot. So, I mean, you just, you just ask really, you just, you just get out there, you put your name out there and opportunities come about. And I think, going on the APTA website, looking up the section websites and seeing if they have a mentorship opportunity and then, you know, send a few emails, get your name out there, say, listen, I, I'm interested in a mentorship opportunity. What do you guys offer? And then more often than not, they'll send you an answer back. Mm -hmm. Either they have one or they don't. And then, um, they'll tell you the steps to go about it. But I feel like, um, nothing gets done unless you, unless you put your name out there, unless you ask for it. So, um, having my name out on Twitter has, has actually had people present themselves to me. So it is, um, it is intimidating, but if you don't take that step and you don't put yourself out there, like I've been saying, you know, nothing will happen. So you just gotta, gotta be bold and, and, and just ask. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's very true. And, and, you know, I met uh, who had, who has since become a great mentor to me at um, a national conference in Washington, DC. Um, and that's where I met David Butler and he has like single-handedly changed my life, you know, (laughs) but he's been a huge, like great mentor for me. And I feel like I was so lucky to have met him when I did. Um, and he's just been, you know, what a great person to, to kind of have to ask questions to, or to, you know, bounce ideas off of and things like that. And, you know, he's in Australia, so it's not like your mentor has to be next door. Right, exactly. You know, and I think that's something that's kind of uh, Im- important to 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 uh, to state. Okay, Absolutely. I think I think one more um, thing people need to know is that um, even your professors in your program are potential mentors. Of like, I've, I've my I'm really close with um, Dr. Myrell, who's in our at the Rutgers PT program, and she's I mean, like, she's the one who got me involved with all these student activities, and she's the one that wants to, you know, I feel like she's looking out for me, and she wants to see my leadership skills advance, and she wants to make sure I'm doing everything I need to do to make sure I still play, you know, a solid role in the APTA once I graduate. So I think it's important that, you know, you should take advantage of those people as well. Yeah, and and I think it's also important to note that, you know, not everyone has to take the steps that you have taken and get so involved. Of course. And it's not like you're failing the profession if you're not as involved as you are. But (laughs) I think, you know, if you can make small changes, educate your family, maybe educate your friends on what you're learning and on what you're doing and how important PT is, then you are an advocate for PT. It doesn't have to be on a national level or a state level. It can be a personal level as well. Absolutely. I 100% believe, or 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to all the stuff that, that you're doing now, and I'm like, God, so that's what's different now than from when I was in school. <laughs> I'm like, God, I feel like such a loser. Um, <laughs> I didn't do any of this stuff. Um, and, you know, I think we talked a little bit about maybe what was, what's different now versus what's different when, when I went to P- PT school. Yeah. And like number one is social media. It did not exist it's when amazing. I was in school. And I feel like if it did, I would have been so much more informed. 
it's amazing too how <clears throat> how integrated it's becoming mm-hmm. into well it's not so much in my program but I'm working on it but the social media is and the whole social aspect is becoming integrated into the schools especially with you know the technology that we have now is so great and it's you know we're seeing it as we go out on clinic so it's mm-hmm. it's no wonder we're bringing it back to our programs but you know we've had so many students like I've I've been able to see a few student presentations on you know the value of of social media and leveraging social media for your for your business and students are really taking hold of it and I think it's um it's important it's important for the future yeah I agree and and at CSM I think Jerry Durham is host is moderating a panel a Twitter panel hashtag CSM Twitter panel yes hashtag CSM Twitter panel yes so that is I think it's on is it Wednesday or Thursday I feel like it's 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 Thursday Thursday, right yeah yeah, I think it's Thursday at like. I think it's, it's very this, early. Yeah, I think it's early. Um, great. All right. So let's. So we talked about the importance of advocacy. Let's talk about um, something that is at Rutgers University: the service learning opportunities at Rutgers. So, what does that mean? And can you elaborate on it a little bit? Sure. So um, we have a. Um, it's a student-run free clinic. And it's basically an opportunity for students to um, to go um, after school. We go to this clinic and we get to basically practice our skills that we've learned in class. And what's great about it is we simultaneously get to serve the Newark community, um, who which actually is an underserved community. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them don't have insurance. A lot of them, you know, are poorly educated. Um, can't you know can't read or write. So it's it's a great opportunity for us to serve the community and learn at the same time. Um, there's actually a society out there, Society for Student-Run Free Clinics, which we are actually now represented on. And these opportunities are good for both our education and for research as well. So our professor is actually doing research on the benefits of service learning mm. and um, you know, integrating education and and practice basically you know we're obviously being uh, supervised by our sure. by our professor and we have you know a bunch of professors floating around but essentially we run the clinic and we are getting real life experience on maintaining a clinic and um you know what it's like with uh, with paperwork and documentation and and all that stuff so our, i mean our clinic at this point is it's fairly new um, we've been able to visit a few other clinics that have literally their top of the line clinics with iPads and EMR, and mm-hmm. um, you know they use modalities. Right now, our clinic, um, which is entitled the CPPTC, which is the Community Participatory Physical Therapy Clinic. Okay, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it's very long. It's a long name. We discussed that, but it basically it defines what we do in that clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, we we serve the community and they the community participates and they basically tell us what they want. Uh, we're a movement-based clinic, so everything we do is basically hands-on. We don't do modalities, we don't do heat, we don't do ice, we don't do stem or anything like that. Um, and it's a really good opportunity for us to practice our manual skills and our education skills and our interview skills. And um, it's something that I've sort of taken on um, a little bit more than some of the other students in my program. and. I've attended a few conferences with my teacher to sort of learn more about these um, service learning opportunities, and um, I've been a part of developing our clinic, which you know it's kind of it's kind of one of my personal projects, and it's you know my teacher's baby, and we kind of work collaboratively with it, um, and we've actually created a student board. So we've I will 
I've worked to create a student board. So now we have a, we have a solid team, we have organization and we have, you know, job descriptions and, um, it's really taking off and it's, I feel like it's really beneficial for both, um, both my education, um, my clinical skills and, you know, hopefully my future business skills when I open my practice. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And what a gift it is to the people of Newark. Absolutely. You know, and give back. Yeah, it's great, you know, because listen, if you don't have insurance, odds are you're not getting anything. Absolutely. Like you're not going to seek out physical therapy even if you need it. So, what a generous gift to give to the people of that community. And um gosh, you do so much more than I ever did when I was in school. Um <laughs> my gosh. Um no, I think that's great. I think it's a great opportunity. And there are a lot of other schools across the country that are doing the same thing. There are there are a bunch of schools. There's actually not as many as I thought. Um, I think there's maybe like uh, 15. Okay. That, that are, may, that those, are, those, are the, those are the ones that are represented at least. I'm sure there's others out there that mm-hmm. aren't represented. Um, but we do pretty much, we make a mark among, you know, all the um, the medical clinics and, and mm-hmm. you know, the nursing clinics. We we've done a pretty good job at, you know, getting ourselves out there and showing that, you know, we can make a difference in physical therapy and and on our own. So that's great. And you know what something like that teaches you as a student is it teaches you how to relate to other human beings who are actually in pain or who actually have problems. Because a lot of times in your school, you know, you're sort of split up amongst each other to practice different techniques. And it's a much different, much different, uh, opportunity to have someone who actually has a problem than just working on your fellow classmate and and learning how to communicate efficiently and with empathy and learn how to listen and learn how to speak which believe me it's a it's a it's a it's a skill and it's a practice and I feel like every single day I'm in practice of that and I've been a PT for like 14 years (laughs) <laughs> 13 years, 13 years. Um, you know, so I feel like that's something that if you can get a, even the slightest bit of a handle on that as a student, that's going to be one of the things that is just going to help carry you through your career is to to learn how to effectively communicate with a with a person who is in pain, who's vulnerable, who's coming to you for help. And people who of different backgrounds and different education backgrounds, and it just ha- allows you to to really read someone, and that goes such a long way with your PT practice because you're Absolutely. not going to get your hands on anybody unless they allow you to. Absolutely, you know, and so that's where your interview skills and your communication skills come in, and and it's it's, it's a great thing that you guys are doing over there at Rutgers. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we've got a couple of minutes left. So if a, a, stu- a DPT student can take away a couple of things from our conversation today, what would you want them to take away? Um, I would hope that they would take away that, um, you know, the message that you, you can't just be a student. You have to be, um, you have to start being an advocate now. Um, I think one of the things that Jerry Durham told me that, you know, kind of rings, rings true to me is that everyone's an advocate. Um, you just need to find that voice and you need to find that, that sense of meaning. So I hope that students 
realize that their education is extremely important, but realize that there are there are bigger matters out there that we need to start we need to start heading now. And I think that um, we need to prevent complacency. We need to prevent the um, you know the factory PTs. We need to start getting more involved. We need to start getting active and. And reaching out for mentorship opportunities and um, seeking out, you know, opportunities that you don't actually get at your program. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they. I that, hope that's the main message, basically, because I, you know, I I try and sp- explain that message to my classmates. You know, that y- you just need to get out there. You need to explore, and um, I think that's really important. And in your experience through social media and even within your your school and at these conferences, what what are the what's the the vibe amongst DPT students? You know, are they are they sort of on board with what what you believe in with you know advocacy with mentorship, or are they sort of oh well you know? Um, I feel like that there are there are tons of students out there that feel the same way I do, um, and I see those students at the meetings every time. Mm-hmm. Those same students are there, and um, I guess just like uh, you know, the professional association, you see the same people sort of all the time, yeah. and it's sometimes it's sometimes it can be, um, you know, it's great to see the same people again, but you want those fresh faces too. So the vibe is that you know the, the students are so welcoming, and that's why I you know that's why I want to do everything because I want to be involved with it all the time. I don't want to. Uh, develop the FOMO or the fear of missing out. So it's <laughs> missing out. It's oh it's, the, it's really such a welcoming environment, and students want to see other students be successful. It's not a competitive environment whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all out there for the same reason. We're all out there to, to advance physical therapy, and we're all out there to uh, to provide the best care for our patients. So it, you know, if there are students out there that feel like they um, you know they're shy about about taking the leap to go to these meetings or just to even go on Twitter and uh, join the DPT student chat. It's the message is don't be afraid. We're not going to judge you as students, and you know we want to hear your opinions and we want you know I want to get to know everybody. So um, you know we're we're a very welcoming bunch, and we're you know hoping to I'm hoping to meet a lot more people, uh, especially in Vegas, in a few weeks. I'm sure you will. Um, I'm sure you will. So, uh, again, what is your Twitter handle in case someone wants to get in touch with you? My Twitter handle is at TJ underscore Janicky. It's J-A-N-I-C-K-Y. And if you just search hashtag DPT student, I'm sure you'll see my name on there somewhere. Okay. And the DPT student night is your the chat? The DPT student chat is every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Okay. And then if people wanted to, again, get more involved, I know a lot of students are involved in the PT Pub Night. So again, that's hashtag PT Pub Night. And I think it's ptpubnight.com. And that's where you might be able to find, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's on Twitter too. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and then just to kind of reiterate what I said in the beginning of the show, if you are a DPT student, and again, going on honor code or I better see an EDU or something with a university after it, um, email me at karen at healthywealthysmart.com and you will be automatically entered into a drawing to win a one-year membership to MedBridge. Um, and I will announce that probably, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll get everything, this is going to, everything by Friday. So email me by Friday and over the weekend I will choose a winner 
for the one-year MedBridge uh, opportunity. And again, they are uh, medbridge.com. All right, so TJ, thank you so much for taking the time out of an, a very obviously busy schedule, and I know you're on your way running off to another meeting. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing a lot of great advice. There were a lot of tweetables. I was writing them down as we were going. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is a great time. <laughs> all right, and thank you all for tuning in. Have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.